Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. And welcome to the 3D Book Club. This is our first time doing this. Mm-hmm. And this week's book, can I see the book? You can it's put not. it on me. Did you click record? Okay. Uh, is Rich Dad, Poor Dad? And uh, let's go ahead and get started. So if you're here, can you leave us a comment? Let us know you're here. Um, all of those things. So that way we can have a conversation. We're going to try this. We're going to announce a book at the end for next month that we're going to do that we want you guys to read. And uh, hopefully you'll give us some feedback in terms of uh, what's happening, why this is happening, uh, and uh, how we can make this a little bit better for you. Uh, So, Michelle, let's go ahead and put all three of us up. And uh, I'm joined today uh, right here in the middle by my lovely wife. And I apologize if... I get irritated with her. She's a bit irritating today. Well, you did call us clowns this morning, so. I mean, have you seen that shirt you're wearing? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty colorful. I almost like wore a clown. that one today. So we it's pretty been, colorful, like a clown. We could have uniforms, you know. Well, we could it, wear matching outfits next time. I feel like everyone needs a good stretch before we start. Yeah. So everyone, hands up and bring them down. And let's do it one more time. Hands up. And bring it down. <laughs> I saw Tony Robbins do that. I thought it would be a little Tony Robbins today. Okay. He's a man. No, yeah. I know. I saw him and All I right. wanted to be Tony Robbins for a minute. Okay. Now, uh, do we have anyone watching? Yes, we have 12 people yeah. watching. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> hey. You got to put it close to your mouth. Oh, sorry. Okay. 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 So okay. anyways, okay. he thinks he's funny. Um, so, um, I got to pick the book this time. This is, this was kind of my idea. I wanted to do something different. Um, I know that you guys talk a lot about dentistry and while that's very exciting, sometimes I feel like I need to be part of this. So I decided I would like to do a book club and we're not doing dental book clubs. We're doing some- yet. Maybe maybe it's maybe every now and again. Uh, He wants to do the Paul homily book that might happen. But right now we're starting with some books for like practical purposes and not just for dentists, for dental hygienists, for psychiatrists, for whoever wants to listen. I mean, really, everyone can grow. And that's really what we want to do is help people grow. Correct. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think this book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it's a book that, quite frankly, I've never read. And um until now, you had to put the slide up. Yeah, so this is going to be hard. Can I have the thing? I'll be able to do that better. Okay, sorry. We've got technical difficulties. <laughs> this is our first one. But actually, I'm really excited because Rich Dad, Poor uh, Dad. Care, you're going to have to go around it. It's not that you're doing the right, wrong job. It's just that. 
There's a lot of buttons. So Rob, uh, it was written by Robert Kiyosaki, and I probably pronounced that wrong, but he's well known. Um, a lot of people. Ha- this book's been written many, many years ago. Um, a lot of people have written uh, read it. I am a TikToker, and on TikTok, TikToker is that a new thing? Yeah, and so on TikTok, you know, um, while we're sleeping, we're watching TikTok, Meredith and I, and um, while we're doing that, I mean, I've seen a lot of young people trying to get into the, you know, real estate market, trying to grow, and a lot of them follow his principles, which I was really surprised with, Um, so I was interested, I wanted to um, explore kind of what that was, I am, you know, Darren, you know, he's well-known. He knows how to do this stuff. And no, no, that, listen, but that's, I think that's an important part that we need to talk about. It's not that, I think part of the problem is, is that I think, I conceptually understand this stuff. You do. Okay, I very much conceptually understand this stuff. But, as my wife will tell you, I don't necessarily execute all of this stuff. And some of it has to come from a level of fear. That, that you'll lose it. Yeah, man, I don't want to lose it. I've worked hard Mm -hmm. to get it. And I think a lot of us suffer from that thing. So I think really the concept of rich dad, poor dad is not about whether you're rich or poor. It has nothing to do with that. I think it's more about how you, uh, and actually, I'll I'll tell you the story, okay? This hit me uh, when I was at my dad's house probably uh, right before Christmas, a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. I was over there talking to him. And we were talking about planning and tax planning, and uh, we'll announce tomorrow that we're buying a new building for 3D dentists, and we're going through all of that stuff. And um, we were talking about that, and my dad kind of made a, a uh, he made a comment to me with love. I'm pretty sure it was with love. And he says, you have figured out the concept of how to make money, but you haven't figured out the concept of how to make your money work for you. So, so that's what this book's about. So if you think about it, my dad, your dad, your dad, they, we actually lived with the rich dad. And what I mean by that doesn't mean that they necessarily have money. That's not what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Um, our rich dads learn how to make their money work for them. And so we were able to grow up in a household like that. So some of these principles in here, we kind of knew you know, but at the same time, we're not acting on them. And we've turned into these like hamster wheels. We're just going to work every day, going to work every day. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, um, buying this and buying that and trying to, but you know, we need long-term, um, I guess like assets that are going to help us grow, you know, so. And I think one of the things I would say about that is that, uh, and I'm very guilty of this. We have a tendency to overcomplicate this. Mm-hmm. And I think, the, I think the conversation I had with you and Michelle a couple of weeks ago was a good fundamental start mm-hmm. for most people. And here's the truth, okay? I think you're a really good teacher. Well, that is half dot, of what he does dot, for a living. <laughs> half of what he does for a living. Well, no, I mean, I what I mean by that is yeah. sometimes what happens is it's analysis, paralysis by analysis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He gets so... He can tell someone else what to do, and he's like... And it's clear in his mind what to do. So sometimes yeah. you can be that poor dad. You oh, are 100%. a great yeah. educator. Yeah. You're a great... Per, you know, you want to push people, and you can push everyone else, but sometimes you need to be pushed. I get stuck, yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. I'll, Easier I'll, said than done. Something. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I mean, it's it's 100. Yeah. percent I get stuck, and uh, there I have rich dad tendencies, and I have poor dad Absolutely. tendencies. Absolutely, mm-hmm. like, you know but the rich dad here, stuff. But but I'll yeah. tell you where, where I'm rich dad is my willingness to start dental businesses. Well, let me explain. Uh-huh. <laughs> where I'm poor dad mm-hmm. is my willingness to invest into the market or real estate because I'm just 
nervous Nelly. Yeah. I'm n- I, well, I've had some mm-hmm. bad family experiences with we it. We all right. have, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but I agree me, with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we all have, right? Yeah. So um, let well, me... Let's, let's real quick, before, what, what, is, what is your bad family experience Wait, before been? we do that, I just want to say what a rich dad is and what a poor okay. dad is, because we didn't even talk about do that. we have a then slide I for that hear, one? Then I think that each one of us should talk about our experiences, because yeah. we've all experienced this. And that's why we are um, anxious, right? Right. So you don't have a slide on that. Okay. Um, so the bio, so Robert talks about his two fathers. His two fathers. One is his biological father. He calls him his, I think he's the rich dad. And his father is um, very educated. I think he has a, maybe a PhD or something like that. I mean, very high he's level. He's the poor dad. He's the poor. No, yeah. he's the rich dad. And the poor dad is the one who makes the money. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. No. So you have the opposite. Hold yeah. on. The is educated... It? The educated is the poor dad. He works for his right, money. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. And the uneducated okay. is the rich dad. Okay. He know knows how to invest so, and his money works for him. Right. Yeah. And so the poor dad is his best friend's father. So really yes. what happened was he, they were young kids and they um, wanted – they came up to him. They they talked to, I guess, his his biological father and they said, hey, um, we want to make some money. We want a business. The two little kids, they were like seven or eight at the time. So they went into, um, they went to him and he said, well, your friend, this kid's dad is actually really good at it. He has tons of businesses. Mm -hmm. And so they talked to him about it. And then he said, well, in order for you to um, do this, you're going to have to follow me. And so there's the, the whole first chapter is really about what happened. And he tells them that I'm going to go ahead and teach you, but I'm not going to pay you anything. Right. Makes him work. He makes them work. And never shows up. And no, he shows up. I think he does show up, but he doesn't pay them. Yeah. And they are so angry, you know, and they're like, I can't believe this. So basically he was teaching them if you show up, and you, you know, you're going to learn so much and it's not about the money, but then like slowly he teaches them more. Am I correct? And the yeah. other, the other father was all about education and you know, he was about hard work. So that was the difference I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, um, growing up, my dad used to tell me that I should be a dentist because it allows me to earn capital, which mm-hmm. is money to then invest into things that allow me to make money. And and that's the real beauty of a healthcare professional. Well, is helps that you your can, money make money, right? Because you have yeah. you you have cash flow, right? Because you're earning, you have a potential to earn a good amount of money mm-hmm. to be able I, to put into other things. To put and you should be putting into other things. Right. And and I think that's where you're much better than me. Okay. Well, and I think the the thing is, I no, I'm not because I mean I like. Well, when it comes to my practice, I'll put money right into that thing. Mm. <laughs> no, but I like Louis Vuitton and I like Chanel and I like. But it's a percentage. And you it's, like Lands End. Yeah, you like Lands End. But if you look, even that's a new Land's thing end. that like people are looking at, and they're like, "We're just wasting our money." You would have been like, proud of our furniture shopping today. But Chanel does hold its value. All right, I let's know, keep but moving on. We didn't buy Chanel here. furniture today. But my point is, no, there's a point to me is that that is not making us money. What right. they're saying is to save that money, buy some real estate, right. and then invest. Go from yeah, yeah. Okay. or something. Yeah. So we have a little bit of interaction. Jeff here has said people who avoid failure also avoid success. That's true. I that agree. Is. And yeah. that's what it is. That's the thing that stops us. It's yeah. like, it's basically, we're fail. yeah, we're scared to fail. Well, so scared- I, I'll argue that some people feel that they're too poor to do any of this stuff. Like yeah. you, you feel that. No, well, You do, you do. You started that way. Yeah. You know that. I was poor. Maybe 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, But what no. I mean by that, and I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way, but 
again, for me, everything relates back to dentistry because mm-hmm. that's right. what I eat, live, and breathe. But what what I see is that ninety percent of dentists make a very good living. Mm-hmm. Okay, a, a very few, a small percentage of them are very entrepreneurial, very rich dad oriented, and a vast majority of them are very poor dad oriented. But they make enough money to where they'll be able to sustain their life into retirement and stuff. But then 90% of our industry are non-dentists. And that's assistants, hygienists, front office people, uh, so d- me, dental reps. Yeah. And, and they, they often don't make the money that the dentists make. Mm-hmm. And they, they often feel uh, held back from that. And part of what I want to say from the book is that at the minimum, what you should be doing is maximizing your tax incentivized retirement planning to minimize how much you pay in taxes so that you do start slowly building a nest egg. And my concept of uh, uh, forced savings every single month, I think, uh, Michelle, I, I, I noticed that I had to make some updates for you in payroll this month good. for that. So that's so, very good. So some, so let's start with the big five ideas, yeah. and I'll have you discuss, uh, both of you. The poor and the middle class work for money, and the rich have money work for them. What does that mean to you all? That's like a big point in this. So so the poor and the middle class work for money. The rich have money work for them. Yeah. So to me, what that means is that you put your money to work in the sense that, for example, if you have uh, an extra $10,000, instead of letting it sit in the bank, you'll put that $10,000 into even uh, a, a low stock bearing account where that stock market will go up seven, you know, five, six, seven percent annualized and do something like that, where there may be a little bit more sophisticated or risk person will then say, you know what, I'm going to take that $10,000 and I'm going to borrow $50,000 against it. I'm going to go buy a small townhouse that will now, my $10,000 will leverage a $50,000 asset and I'm going to get rent from that $50,000 asset that actually pays the mortgage. So really I'm making money by just leveraging my $10,000. And and we started with that. We started with cockroach, uh, not just motels, but cockroach townhouses that my dad bought out of foreclosure for literally $20,000. And so he had to put $2,000 down to borrow $20,000. And then we were getting, I think it was $275 a month Mm -hmm. in rent, which is, I mean... (laughs) Can you imagine? I mean... Look, hey, I know slumlords. But <laughs> but let me tell you. So, um, a, a, other things people do is that Burr method. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, do you want to go over the Burr method? That's not written in the book, but that's something I keep reading on TikTok, <laughs> which I am taking to heart. So, the Burr method is buy buy. R is renovate, rehab, Re- renovate, rehab, or yeah. renovate, and then the other rent. R is rent, refinance, refinance. and repeat. And repeat. Yeah. And, yes. And so what that means is, you know, a lot of people, what they're doing, I mean, this is a great time to buy property. However, it's, you know. Soon will be very good. <laughs> soon, it, soon it might be good because. It'll be a better you time. Know, you have yeah. to find, it sounds bad. It sounds like we're doing something to take advantage of people, but you're really not. You're just taking advantage of an opportunity as everyone should. And for your yeah. family. As everyone right. should. And by buying these places, you're also able to rent it out to people who can't get the loan. So you are doing good. You're helping people. You're helping people but you're also helping yourself and there's nothing wrong with that and you're creating Mm -hmm. assets for later in life too and you don't need to be a dentist or a doctor to do this this should be anyone because you could take your money and leverage it or you can partner up with someone Mm -hmm. you know these are things that well you know so you just talked about partnering up um and i again i i 
I always say one of the things my dad taught me because this is just the way we grew up. But one of my things my, my dad always talked to me about, or I heard him talking about is when you do a partnership, typically mm-hmm. uh, somebody either has a need for labor or a lead, need for money. Right. Okay. That's so, exactly what I said. You know, so, somebody, yeah. like, so for example, we're in a situation where we have money, right. but we, we need somebody to do yeah. the flipping so and, the, I told her and today, the renovation. I said, you don't need them. They need you. Right. Yeah. But, but they but don't want to do we the also work. Need so them that's, too. Not a, that's not a good, yeah. a yeah. good so, partner for you. So we don't need somebody that brings money necessarily. We need somebody that brings brute force right. of getting it done. That's what right? I, exactly I will what happily I told you give today. someone money. Yeah. Because then it helps me because I want to, I want to do something. Right. And the stock market honestly scares me, you yeah. know? So everyone's different. Yeah. The stock market could be great but for people, one person. But Reddit but, could turn it backwards, upside down So tomorrow. I want to read a couple of comments real quick. Okay. 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 Uh, we love I, comments. Yeah. Thank you. Animesh Bhatti, <laughs> one of our peoples. Woo! <laughs> brown people, you know, we're in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest takeaway was let money work for you. Yes. And the whole discussion about assets versus liabilities, right. quite an eye-opener. And we'll come to that one. Yeah, okay. we, yeah we have coming. a slide for well, that. We're going to come to that one. Uh, our good friend Millie, Milla Gross Galvez, uh, and this, I bet you there are a lot of people, I feel this way, okay? Mm-hmm. A lot of people who feel this way. I'm scared to invest in the market because I don't understand it. And I survived a big depression in my Mm -hmm. country of Peru Mm -hmm. and then here in 9-11 and now this pandemic. Yep. I need a good savvy accountant to help me reduce my taxes. We'll now, also talk about uh, that. I want to say, well, I want to well, say you don't need a good bracket. savvy accountant. You need to be the savvy accountant. Yeah, you, you can't. Mm-hmm. See, I think that's part of the problem. We can't depend on others to control our success. Honestly, right. yeah. So that's the thing. I feel like you really do have to do your own research. And reading this book was just the beginning, right? right. There's many other books that, that are out there. But for me, it was because I was scared to invest. And I want, I'm like, am I being stupid? Like, should I invest? And so this book kind of helped me because I had the more real estate mindset. So I, this helped me with that, but I am going to read a book on investing because I see all these people making all this money and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Um, but I think overall what I've read is that long-term is good. These short, these day trading and stuff can be Mm -hmm. really, really dangerous. Yeah. Everybody has a, look, I, I, I always look at all of those things, stock market, day trading, real estate. I look at all of those as that's a diversification of what you do. It's okay to have a portion of your money in those things. If you're you're okay losing it. Well, yeah, yeah, but like, I guess you have to be okay. You have to go into anything losing money. But especially, the days yeah. yeah but even real estate in 2008 yeah. 2009 right. it was horrible right but yeah. it was great so, 2009 but then 2010 it was great. for know, the people who could later. borrow but, money but, right you know yeah. but so you kind of have to think both ways i mean there's risk with everything yeah um and you have to kind of figure out what is your um kind of max risk risk that you're ready to take so the yeah. five big ideas do we have uh, some more to that so yeah. the next one is it is not how much money you make that matters it's how much you keep Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. 
Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Mm. <laughs> so that would be a problem for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember so those vision boards that had mm-hmm. saving on one side and a Rolex on the other? Yeah. That yeah. was a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I've crossed off the Rolex. So, so that's it off. You can give one from Chinatown. No, but uh, honestly, well, good. No, honestly, reading, once again, and talking about this more, I think I realize that I don't need things. Right. Like, I Can need... Can I get that in writing? Shut up. No. I need to do this so we can have a comfortable retirement. Like I need to save. Yeah. I need to invest. And so, but like, do I need Chanel? Do I need that dress? I probably need the dress, but, but I don't need the Chanel. So yeah. I mean, that's the maybe thing. one, like, but yeah, not one, 10. but I don't need 10. Yeah. And so like, and all, honestly, when you just keep buying, like you just feel gross, you know? So I do think you? like, Oh, no, yeah, not always. But, no, <laughs> but you know, okay. But nonetheless, we. So again, my whole point in the saving money thing is automate it. Every oh, month, right. yeah. Every month, every paycheck. Like I, I tell my, I tell mm-hmm. you guys, take out fifty dollars a paycheck, mm-hmm. and don't. And I say, put it in a separate banking institution, not even your bank account, because I don't want you to see it. I don't even want it to be in the same bank that you're in. I want it to be gone so that you never have a tendency to see it. And, I, you know, to me, before you invest in real estate and these things, you've got to maximize your tax free. You money. told me 200. Now you're only saying 50. No, whatever so. the number, per paycheck. Maybe it's <laughs> Do you 100. You want me to go back well, you to make 50. More, that's fine. Well, I can lower your salary and then you can put 50 in. How about that? So, um, uh, so yeah, so we, we did two of the big five ideas. Okay. Next is rich people. And this can, you can kind of answer the, uh, the difference between assets and liability with this. The rich, <laughs> rich people acquire assets, poor and middle class acquire liabilities. And, and this is like in general, I mean, uh, that they think are assets. So if we can kind of discuss the difference between assets oh, and I liabilities. Oh, I give you an example of mm-hmm. a asset that is really a liability, a car. Right, that's exactly what purse. it talks about. Yes, a Rolex watch, exactly, w- or a diamond. Like a diamond's a good investment. No, it's not. It's a shitty investment. So here's a good thing. I Jeff said an asset is equal to something that makes you money passively. That's mm-hmm. an eye opener. He said, "I need an associate in a multifamily ASAP." <laughs> I don't know if oh, you need I multifamilies. So, That'll no, probably no, cost you money. No, like home. a townhouse. Multi- yeah, so you can like I, rent it out. I so, agree with him. So that means an associate is an asset. So, <laughs> well, no, it is. It's, so, well, so assets start off as money. liabilities in the beginning. Yeah, right. Okay. Before something can become an asset, it has to be a little bit of a liability. Right. But, but Jeff is absolutely correct. And I didn't see this until probably six, seven, year, seven eight years ago, probably 2013, 14. Who showed you? Uh... 
No one in this room. <laughs> was I'm it when kidding. she had all those other providers working for her no, while she was gone? No, the beach house. No, I'm, t- house. I'm talking oh. about associates. No, talking, yeah. associates. I, so my goal for all dentists is to never work alone again. Right. You know, and I and to if I use the if I again for me everything's gonna be about dentistry because that's the audience I typically mm-hmm. speak to is, and it doesn't mean physically poor, but the poor dad is the dentist that's always the associate. Yeah. The or rich no, dad. Not even that. Right. They could be just the dentist, period, who owns the practice. Right. They're, so without an associate. So the poor dad mm-hmm. is yeah. the solo dentist. You're right. just working. That's yeah. all you're doing. That's I'm what he's hamster, saying. You're on the same page. Hamster rule. But, right. but you never get out of the cage. No, but yeah. she, what she's saying, uh, I, she's correct. I said it, it's just the associate. And she's, she said no. It's also the solo owner. Right. The solo owner will only make money when he or she is there. Right. The 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 yeah. The, so I had the multi doctor owner will make money or at least not lose money when you're not there. So my dad passed away, and when he passed away, I had to be in the hospital for two months with him, and I would be nowhere else. Like I could not imagine anywhere else, and I'm so glad I was able to do it. I was able to do it because I did have people working in my office. However, I wasn't. I guess I didn't. The model wasn't completely right. Because I could not break even without me being in the building because I'm like a hustler and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'll see anyone and I don't care, you know, like, I, yeah, come on, bring them in. And it's not just money, but I feel bad for people. So I'm like, just come on in, you know, come on in. I will figure it out. And everyone hates me, but whatever, my employees. But um, point is, point is, I realized that after the two months there, I barely broke even. And then I was like, this is stupid. Like, Well, I'm, it's semi-smart. I mean, at least I didn't lose, right. like, but, but at the same time. At least time, it wasn't closed. It right. wasn't closed. It kept going. But what I'm trying to say is um, I'm taking all this liability on, and yet I have to be the one working there. Otherwise, it doesn't really stay afloat. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? And so that's kind of where we have to figure out how to do that. And so when our associates or our employees ask, why do you have this product and why do you have this product? Because I'm taking all the risk. Do you know what I mean? It's not because I'm trying to be cheap. It's because honestly, I'm taking all the risk, and I have to find some. I have to find some way to get make a profit, right? Yeah. So, so I, I want to translate what you're doing to share some of your success with everybody. Mm-hmm. Your big success came when you added verticals within your practice. In other words, oh, yeah, no, the th- typical so psychiatry mm-hmm. is med management right. or psychotherapy. But Mona's psych- uh, uh, psychiatry is much more than that. There are different verticals so within have, there. Yeah. So like in dentistry, that would be... Orthodontics. The, the, implants. The implants. Sleep, ortho, sleep. implants, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Those are different verticals that produce additional and revenue. So with psychiatry, it's not procedure-based, right. right? So it's literally me going in, seeing a patient. Me going in, seeing a patient. Me going in, seeing a patient. So if I don't see patients, I don't make money. Um, but adding these other products into my office um, has kind of made my office profitable. So is it necessarily that the associates make my office profitable? Maybe not. Maybe I break even, right? But, but I'm able to have freedom. But all these extra things we're doing in the office are actually where the production's coming in. So that's what I've learned this time is that it's not, you have to kind of figure out how to work smarter, not harder. You know what I mean? And I know that's one of your sayings, but it's really true. We're getting a lot of comments on a post that's not coming through Restream. Oh, okay. um, Because it's a shared post. So Dan Gilvery says hi. Please say hi to him. (laughs) And uh, Justin Moody said he needs things like Fireball. (laughs) Justin. We got it. We got it. Justin's Come on down. A, Justin. And a lot of people are saying the hamster wheel. Yeah. Um, Jeff said that 
the practice is not an asset. It takes me on the ham. It takes the hamster wheel to run. Owning, I disagree with that. But owning the building and having associate associates makes it an asset. I half agree, I with, agree that. with that. I half agree with that. I agree. Uh, I have. I Can don't you give me some ideas I, for passive income being an associate dentist? If yeah, absolutely. Investments. Yeah. So if you're an associate dentist, then you got to make your money work for you. In, in other ways. Right. And that is whether it's through the market, whether it's through townhouses, real whether estate. it's through real estate, whether it's through any number side of side business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You got to have Online. a side hustle. That was a huge yeah. discussion yeah. here. He was like, do not, do not give up the ability yeah. like you your job. You need your job. You need a source of income. Yeah. However, you need to take a part of that income and do something with it. Yeah. You know, if you just spend that, you're going to be in the hamster wheel. And so it's about buying an asset that's going to make you money. And that gives you the passive income. So that asset could be real estate. It could be um, stocks. It could be what else? I mean, online store, drop online shipping, store. Oh, Amazon, the FBA. Queen of that. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a side hustle. You need yeah. a side hustle. It's really easy. That's not hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, should I go to uh, number three? So number four, financial aptitude is what you do with the money once you make it how you keep people from taking it from you and how to keep it longer. And most importantly, how you make money work for you. So it's the same thing over and over again. Okay, so I want to give a specific example uh, uh, there. So um, uh, when you give money to the government early, that's money that's not working for you. So, for example, insurance companies literally They make, make money by keeping your money a week longer. Right. Three days longer, four days longer. Months, Be- years. Oh, no, well, let's, let's not <laughs> even go know. there. Yeah. Because, well, they, they start Sometimes. having to pay back interest on that money. But, yeah. but they don't have to pay interest on the two, three days or the week or whatever it is. So one of the things that, that I try to work very hard on is to minimize how much taxes I have to pay during the year. And I'd rather pay bulk taxes at the end of the year. And I know a lot of people don't like to do that, but I prefer to keep my money in my hands so that I can earn my 1%, 2%, 3%, 4%, 5%, whatever it is. So why give money to somebody else until you absolutely have to? So that's, that's one aspect I would say. Little things, little things that make the difference. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, podcast family. T-Bone here bringing you our newest live patient implant training, Full Arch Express. For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into Full Arch Implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course. It's a career-defining leap. 
Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. Um, the single most powerful asset is our mind. That's one of the things he said in there. So now I'm going to go to... And Wait, repeat that again. The single most powerful asset is our mind. That's what do you always say yeah. is some, your best investment? Is you. Yeah. Because no matter what happens... Or the people, or your people. Right. You oh, and your people. People, right? Yeah. But no matter what happens... Oh, your people are... Your like brain, my br- I yeah. want my brain to always we work. work. Right. Right, but my hands may not be able to work. I physically may not be able to swing my golf club anymore. But you know, uh, the golf club wasn't making you money. <laughs> Listen, I made like I made like twenty dollars the last is time. A what about that golf tournament? I made like twenty five dollars. That's on. a liability. Gonna, I was going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I was going to say a hundred dollars. Oh, this man. Mm-mm. No, there's money flying through here like mm-hmm. I've never seen. I was going to say a hundred. Oh, because of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um. Are One, there any more of the big five ideas? Well, I think, okay, can yeah. I just go back to something? Yeah. The You're single most powerful asset is our mind. I think that is what our parents taught us, at least. They were huge, huge education, education, education. Uh, one thing that was told to me is, I don't want you depending on a, uh, a man. And it's not a man like, oh, I'm a woman and, you know, woman power. It's more like... Um, <laughs> Insert T-Bone's cool. eye roll here just in case you're only listening. No, but it's not, more that but we I were taught. You. So I, was, I, was gr- I grew up with um, a dad and a mom who had two daughters. Shut up, okay? <laughs> Some people don't grow up with a dad and mom. Yeah. Um, so I, they and had two, two daughters, three. you had, you had three daughters. I mean, your dad had yeah. three daughters, but we were taught to be the sons, you mm-hmm. know, we were taught, you need to go to school. You need to be able to hold your own. You don't know what could happen to your husband. You don't know, you know, you should be able to pay your bills. I was just going to say, my mom couldn't pay a bill. My dad said, you need to know how to run a business. Yeah. And that was, and then when I married, when I actually met Thurn, I was like, I don't know if I really want to work, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Mona, what did I say to you when you said that? I am not going to marry a housewife. And I don't think it was because he looked down upon housewives. He just didn't want me in his He head. wanted a sugar mama. No, 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 no. I didn't. He wanted me not to <laughs> nag him. Yeah. That, and then I also wanted, I wanted her to be protected. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I and mean, thank successful. You. He's supportive of yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, he's I, proud of you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it, yeah. he tells other people. He he know? tells yeah. other people, but other not people. in front of your face. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I'm uh, going to put a question up. Okay, yeah. This is what I'm I want excited. to talk about. Oh, what? Yes. What is an income generating asset? That's a really good question because ultimately this is what we're trying to work on, right? So, mm-hmm. what is that? Uh, so, so for me, yes. an example is our beach Thank house. I know I, I can't I can't <laughs> stop. I'm a big mouth. So for me, uh, our practices obviously, um, but uh, for me, when I started, our practice is a job. It's a job. It really okay, is. our practice. Let's be let's be clear about this. A dental practice, if you're by yourself, mm-hmm. it's a job. But some people, oh, some people. Um, Oh, what did you buy? <laughs> drive through. Drive through. <laughs> so Chick Fil A. That was our lunch. So apparently, um, well, some people own their businesses and they own the property, right? On that mm-hmm. their business is in, and then if they sell their practice, they still have. So then property. they're the, but they're their own landlord then. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. Right? So absolutely. So because you can save taxes. 
Well, there are certainly depreciation and uh, cost segregation that can be done with owning the building. Absolutely. But those are important points, right? So what else is an income-generating asset? Our beach house that Our we beach purchased. House. Yeah, vacation so, houses. Yeah, well, so I'll tell you the story about the beach house. Um, but I, don't, I wouldn't encourage people to go buy that as their first thing, personally. No, but that's what we did, so we'll, we'll tell you. Well, not kind of. Okay, but anyways, I, Hutan, I don't know if you all know Hutan, but Hutan was over. He's my Persian-Mexican friend. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not Mexican. Um, I know, he's but not. Hutan was over, and I had happened to go to the beach that weekend with my fr- girlfriends. Mm, liked her house a lot. Decided I was going to look at some houses. Met a realtor. Started to go look at houses. T-Bone didn't know any such thing was going to happen. I uh, decided uh, to make an offer. Um, did not call him. It was one of the gutsiest moves I've ever done because I haven't even bought a car by myself, you know? And so oh, I, I was with you. Yeah. And I made an offer on a house <laughs> and I lowballed because I'm Indian and we lowball. Um, we don't listen to anyone. So I lowballed and um, they accepted it. And I was like, oh, shit. Now I have to tell T-Bone. <laughs> so I came home, and I didn't have to tell just T-Bone. I'd tell Persian Man, too. So Hutan and T-Bone are sitting there, and I was like, so I have a little bit of I have a, something to tell you. I have an idea. Let's pass an idea. I'm going to need a down payment. <laughs> um, I've bought a beach house, um, and it's going to be amazing. And actually, he kind of trusted me. It was surprising. He wasn't upset. He was like, oh, okay, we're f- I guess we'll figure it out. Um, and we did. And honestly, it rents. Um, it pays for itself. It actually, uh, well, it does pay for itself. Let's, let's be clear about well, it. It does not pay for itself. Yeah, it does. It does not. Yeah, it does. It would if it you would rented, if I rented it, but I don't rent it sometimes like COVID. And what was it supposed to do? We couldn't go anywhere. It doesn't pay for itself by being rented the 12 weeks of the summer. No, it gets, it does get over yourself. Anyways. Uh, okay, well, okay. this is not, so I have other this is not an argument. Okay, so um, here's a couple more ideas people have. Yeah. Very close uh, to pays for A itself. shooting range in rural Tennessee. Oh, hell. But so we do that, get wait, depreciation. That? Um, that maybe it was an idea. Maybe, well, maybe Brad, they do go. you own it? Yeah. I think I was going to say franchises. Um, or maybe no, businesses Brad that people it. run. Maybe Brad remembers your guys' picture at the shooting range oh, in yeah. rural Tennessee. So um, Rich Dad actually Rick oh. Sullivan took us shooting in rural Tennessee. So we have been to our own private. So I would consider range. guns not one of those good in, that the <laughs> fake investments. Right. Yeah, but if he owns the shooting range, people are paying no, to go shoot it. Apparently, silver. Oh, he's really working big. on it. He's going to be buying one. Oh, good. Um. So Millie said a rental house. Somebody mm-hmm. said property. Bitcoin. Bitcoin um, yeah. stocks. So let me tell you about Bitcoin. <laughs> so I got really excited about Bitcoin. And I didn't know really what to do. So uh, Bitcoin was about $43,000. And I was like, I heard it's going to go to 150 by the end of the year. So I was like, I'm just going to put $1,000 in it. And as soon as I put the $1,000 in, it, it went, went down, down and down and down. And then it went to like 30000 But it's slowly creeping back up. So now so you should buy I'm more. I'm thinking about buying more. Don't think. Just do it. I know, but it's stressful. Don't worry, Brad. We're not going to take your um, shooting range idea. But um, we might. We'll come I'm visit kidding. you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but no, we just did. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, I think other businesses too. Um, 
like rich dad in this story uh, or like book he had many di- he would diversify yeah. so he had restaurants and he had um what else i think he had like moving company he just had a yeah. whole bunch of different companies businesses that run themselves businesses that run themselves he had great managers that's a huge thing that's one of the best things if you have an amazing manager restaurants are hard but if you have an amazing profit. manager, right now is a great time to be talking about restaurants. No, no but I'm pro- talking I mean, about the rich profits dad. aren't good before COVID. No, like, no, no. I'm talking about rich dad. Yeah, yeah. You know, rich dad. Yeah. He, he didn't. So he didn't I, have we're, one. We're getting a little bit off on a tangent. I have so a couple issues. Area story. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it really was. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple of quotes I wrote cool. down that I thought were really good. Yeah. Okay. Going yeah. backwards oh, a little bit. Cool. Yeah. I don't have to read the whole thing, but um, one of the things I liked was if you learn life's lessons, you'll do well. If not, you will just continue to push around. People do two things. Some let life push you around while others get angry and push back. They just push against their boss or their job or their husband and wife. How many people do we know do that because they're <laughs> they're mad at not each other, but they take it out on each other. But really, it's life, and they're taking it out on the people around them. Because you can't um, take it out on your boss sometimes. They don't know that it's, it's life. Risky. They don't know that it's life pushing them. Mm-hmm. They it's so they push out back on the people. So they welcome the life. Yeah. yeah, it means that they need and they want to learn something. The people who push back know that they want and they want to learn something, and they move on. Most quit and few fight. So I thought that was cool because. Mm-hmm. And then the other it happens to so many people. Yeah, people. Um, yeah, people will get frustrated and quit. So this is the thing. There's something called the cancel culture, right? Oh God! I do want to say here a couple go. things Jesus about the Christ. cancel culture. No, it's not Jesus Christ. This is the reality of our life and our children and our and our coworkers. And the thing is, people cancel people because they're not good enough. But their job. Hold on. Their job is not good enough. Right. But this is why the fifteen dollar. They're blaming. Oh God. They're so blaming. Let's let us no, move no, forward no, here. No, no. no, no they're blaming their important. boss for not yeah. making fifteen dollars an hour. You're not working. You don't deserve it. You're not working. Okay. So, let, so hold on. Hold th- on. That's we, what this the story is super says. important. This is super important. And even if they're you get blaming that their raise, job and their boss for their on, low pay, this is part of the book. You might not have read it, um, but but um, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but the um, one thing is, by getting a raise, do you actually make more money? Do you have more money in the bank? Tell me about that. That's something you talk about a lot. Giving someone a raise doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to use that money wisely and so money mo problems so big, i that it was doesn't cha- Papa, it's right? not enough to change their life what was his name vip no, because B-I-G, the people do the same notorious thing notorious right. mo money mo problems people do yeah but i think that mean they mean like a lot more yeah, money this is different. usually like not a lot more money and no, so but, it usually it, isn't enough to change their life but all ra- people do is get more money and spend it right That's i'm not saying they don't shouldn't get raises don't get me wrong i'm not saying that i'm not saying but anyway that. i want to i want to i want to please no but the book if you read the people book, who work for money a little bit more money does renting. not change their life 100 more wow. money or or a raise seldom solves money problems that's what i was saying yes. the book has a quote in there that says Yes, there's a systemic issue typically involved where people keep spending money and borrowing money and putting money on credit cards and not saving for the rainy day and then a water heater breaks or a tire busts or something like that happens and then their problem becomes your problem as the employer and uh, yeah, I remember hearing that all the time where somebody will be like, you know, this happened in my life, hey, can I get some money from you and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I want to come back to... This. What is an income generating asset? Let's give a few affordable ideas. Uh, things like uh, townhomes, 
Uh, I think the rental market will always be very good. So if somebody can have some townhomes or if they have a little bit more money, some small apartment complexes or multifamily complexes, I think storage rentals are oh, an area where are you really can uh, develop income generating assets. And even if you don't have a lot of money or you're not completely risk, you have some risk issues or risk uh, concerns, uh, maybe even being a partner in a uh, in some of this. Maybe you get four or five people together and you go into buying townhouses. Because uh, let me let me give you the example. Well, here. you have to put less down. Well, let me give you the example here. If if for example, how many more years do you think we'll be working? Fifteen. I don't know, forever. I need you to work forever. Let's let's call it 15 years. Let's just say 15 years. I'm going to need you to work longer. We don't look like the retired Let's let's go 15 years. Let's pretend that we make a commitment today that every year we're going to acquire one townhouse (laughs) for rent. Remember what I told you? I know, but let's just say that we do. So that way, when we get (laughs) to retirement age, we'll have 15 townhouses. So Mm -hmm. to me... And Mm -hmm. the renters are going to be paying for your... Townhouse, so they'll be paid. You'll get some depreciation. The Burr method, and then well, that's resale. I'm not even saying resale. Oh no, it's not. There's there's also something about not flipping things. There there's a value in not flipping and selling things. There's a value in taking the cash off the top. This is one issue I have with some people that want to build DSOs. They have the model that, hey, I want to build, build, build and sell. And that's fine. But I'd I'd also rather hold on to something that's producing money. Your dad taught me something. Okay. One thing he taught me is I was starting to open different offices and then COVID hit, but whatever. So, uh, so it didn't work out the way it was planned, but your dad told us that he has all these hotels he's partners in and he'll make 50 here, 50,000 here, 50,000 here, 50,000 here, you know, negative something somewhere, but, but in the end it averages out to an income, right? So if let's say we get a rental property and we make 12 there, that's what we take home. It goes back into the mortgage, whatever. Um, but the, Property is going to appreciate. So in the end, you, so it's like holding in the bank, but getting some re- return, get another one, do the same thing, get another one, do the same thing. So a lot of the people in our office are starting to buy homes. And so a lot of their homes are those homes that people are dying to have because they're in that price bracket, you know? Um, so some, sometimes like if you're ready to buy a bigger home, let's say you have some children now, like maybe you keep this home. You try to figure out how you can keep that home and rent it out. Right, yeah. and then that becomes your first. So let's you give know? you. Let's use an yeah. example, okay? I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think she'll mind me call it, you know, saying this out loud. But imagine if Liz had kept that first townhouse she had. I know. We talk about that all the time, you and know, she totally could have. Yeah, because she's someone who was she able to. Yeah, she was. Not only that, the, the thing was free because the rent would have paid the mortgage. Yeah. Right. You know, and 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 then, so I don't know the exact numbers, but let's say that townhouse was a hundred thousand dollars eight years ago. That now townhouse is two hundred twenty, two hundred, two hundred. It's inherited, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, so it was probably one fifty at the time. Yeah. So that's double. So that that. You Not know, only are you getting the rental, but you're also appreciating your money. As, so as your as money as. is making yeah. you, basically your assets are making you money. Yeah. And that's just passive. I'll, you know, you we'll know? argue that, that the, the best way to earn a passive income, in my opinion, is real estate over the long haul. 
I think uh, so. I, I don't yeah. think stock market are is that great because you have to put up a hundred percent of the money to get the return. With real estate, you typically have to put up twenty percent of the money to Not get the return. Not even anymore. Yeah. Well, I think once you but get past your pri- third yeah. once you yeah. get past your primary residence, yeah. then they're not going to give you a zero zero down loan. Yeah. They're going to start asking for 15, 20, 25, 15, 20. You know, as you as you get farther along. Yeah. In that, so Brad Anderson wrote, "Treat it like an annuity. If you have a property or some an asset that is producing income, treat it like annuity and Can allow it to t- produce them." Tell us what an annuity is. Annuity is uh, something that pays you money annually. Okay. Okay. So let's, for example, you could have a million dollar annuity where you put a million dollars into a policy, and on average, a million dollars is going to give you fifty thousand dollars a year in money from that million dollars without touching the million dollars. So if you have, for example, a a million dollars worth of townhouses, on average, that should give you a $50,000 of annual income uh, from those townhouses. And you just keep it there over and over and over again and just keep collecting money and you never sell it uh, because it's It's making you money. It's making you money. So, you know, honestly, the only time you should sell something is when you have something to do with that money. Well, okay, so let's talk about 1031 exchanges. Yeah, so we just yeah. went through a 1031 exchange. So, uh, a ten- what, What's the benefit of a 1031 yeah, exchange? So and what is it? So again, I'm not an expert or an accountant. I want to clearly But it doesn't that. matter. We're just kind of talking yeah, about it. Like, I just want yeah, people yeah, don't yeah. think I'm, uh, you know. Um, so anyway, a 1031 exchanges. So basically, uh, for example, I'll, I'll just use rough numbers here and that's saving taxes so we bought a beach let's say we bought a beach house or a rental property for two hundred fifty thousand dollars okay and then we rented it rented it made some money blah 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 and we're and we're ready to send sell it and now we sold it for four hundred thousand dollars so there was a hundred fifty thousand dollar gain that you're responsible for taxes on if you sell that property within a year you You pay ordinary taxes on it your standard tax rate. If you keep it for more than a year, it's subject to capital gains tax, which right now is roughly 20% or so. Now, if you don't want to pay those capital gains, the 20% on the $150,000, so in that case, in this uh, example scenario, that would be $30,000 in taxes. So we made a, we think we made $150,000, but $30,000 we got to give to the government, and then 5% of four hundred grand we got to give to the real estate agents who basically just sign okay, papers. So, and that. nonetheless, no, no, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> they can know. be your partners. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay. You know, they're, they're, they help they, you They bring it. Things. They bring yeah. you the results. So... If you want to avoid paying the taxes on the gain, you can do what's called a 1031 exchange. But and you a, have to use the whole amount. Yeah, the so 50. the 1031 exchange is then you take that $400,000 and you buy a new like property. Mm-hmm. And then now those $150,000 in gained income is postponed until you finally are done with all of this buying and selling process. So you so, keep like adding basically. Yeah. So we just did a 1031 exchange. We sold one of our rental properties. Uh, and then we ended up just just uh, tomorrow we're buying a new building. Uh, so now we're going to uh, put it back into that uh, to avoid the tax, the, the tax on the gains. Well, of using the, rental the system. Property. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong in it. No. There's laws. And that's why um, in the book they talk about uh, corporations and the power of a corporation mm-hmm. and how you use that in your favor. Can you talk about that? 
real quick, I'm going to come to that. I remember I was saying Mo Money, Mo Problems. Matthew Standridge connect, corrected <laughs> me. He said that was Puff Daddy, actually. It was. Oh. I'm not sure that wasn't B.I.G. I feel like we need to look that up. Let's Biggie look it Smalls. up. I'm looking it up. I think that was Notorious B.I.G. I have to look it up. Okay. Mo Money. Joe said the more Mo. you make, the more you spend. Most That's people. so true. Taylor said storage Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, I told you, Matt. It wasn't Puff Daddy. It was Notorious B.I.G. Oh, wait. I'll, it's... Um, yeah, no, it's Notorious B.I.G. We'll just go with that. It might be sung. It might be written I'll by... I'll be missing you is Puff Daddy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay yeah. so a couple Get people straight. have said, where can they find associates? Yes, I know let's it always talk about goes that. back to that. Yeah. But I think See, for a dentist, that's their first I get it. place. Because I think that gives them the leeway to get out yeah. of the office a little bit, to be able to have the free time to do things like this, right? So you get an associate. They can't even go to the beach to find a place to... So you can get an associate for multiple things. One, you got too much business. You want to be a business person. Two, you want to focus on more specific procedures or three uh, you want to get more time off to focus on your side gig right you know whether the side gig is your family Mm -hmm. or whatever it may be your side gig right so here's what I'll say and this is I'll say this I learned this from my I got corrected by my wife Uh, sit up so people can see oh sorry sorry. I was listening intently Um, is I think the mistake we all make with associates, and I did it for sure, is that we're expecting perfection and or we're expecting people like ourselves, and that's our first problem. That's not going to happen. You're going to have to learn to accept that associates are associates. And there's nothing wrong with that. We don't want, nobody wants two of you. Yeah, no, hell no. We told you that a long time ago. Hell (laughs) no. But no, but the truth is you have to realize that people have strengths. Stop looking at their weaknesses. Look at their strengths. And I feel like work with their strengths. And this is with anyone you work with. Like you've got us, we are so picky and we're so looking for perfect and there is no perfect. So instead, kind of find their strengths and work with that. And honestly, you'll do better with your associates. I, I, I really believe that. I think I've watched you go through associates and you're trying to look for someone who's going to do what you're going to do. But mm-hmm. then if they start doing what you're going to do, then you're going to hate them. And you're going to hate them because he wants to do what he wants to do. So really and you don't want to do what you want them to do. No. And you want someone who's going to compliment you, right. you know? And so ultimately we need people. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with being an associate forever. Oh, I love associates. No, 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 but great. there's nothing wrong with being one forever. Right. Because, because then you so could invest some people in other things. Some that's people not your aren't, business. Dis- aren't, aren't cut out to own practice. I love being an associate sometimes. Yeah. I go work at the hospital. I get a paycheck. I have my own business. I don't need to do it, but I'm all about a side hustle. And so I go and I work at the hospital and it gives me a change a little bit yeah. and I get a check at the end. And, and then you could use that for your real estate. and I, Or a Chanel bag. But, you know, right. but real estate now. Real yeah. estate now. But, you know, ultimately I do that so I have some change, but I also don't want to be in control of everything. You know what I mean? So an associate's a great thing. That's yeah, fantastic. But, but more, I think, yeah. No, but it is. Associates are, I don't want to say Sandy says, how do you keep associates? By looking at their positives. Yes, by yeah. looking at their positives and. Stop yeah. trying to make the new And name. going into it knowing that on average you're going to cycle through associates every couple of years. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was my big learning lesson, actually. Yeah. I, I told you that. Uh, because from they From my go. own experience. Yeah. Well, I feel like more from my experience. Well, I started first. Okay. okay. Well, okay. we'll go with him. Okay. He's the winner. He's okay, the winner. he wins. But okay. honestly, I just do, I, I, I used to put my heart and soul in each person, and I still do. I mean, it's just, it, both of us do. Yeah. I think we just want to love. Well, I've, I've taken a different tack than that now. I, I put into them as much as they put, as they asked me to put into them now. 
Well, I think I go whole heart and I really do. And I get hurt, you know, when they leave or, but you know what I realized is, you know, I'm a stepping stone for people. And so if you look at it that way, that you're a stepping stone, you've helped someone grow and they're opening their own practice or they're, um, they're joining another team. They have learned you're part of their journey. Mm -hmm. And so instead of looking at it as a disappointment, just say, okay, it's time for a new journey. You know, it's time for me to help someone else. We talked about that the other day with team members too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not Absolutely. Just providers. It's yeah. okay. And I, I said, mean, why like would them, anyone want to go anywhere there's else? There's a lot of reasons why people <laughs> want to go somewhere else. But anyway, so let me, so back to my dentist friends here is, here's what I say about associates. Number one, you're always never ready. So just do it. Let's see what happens. Number two, Stop looking for perfection. When people say I'm looking for the right associate and it's your first one, I laugh because you have no earthly idea, which <laughs> just, just take anything at this point and work through it and see what happens. But didn't you learn from that? You have to. That's, that's, yeah. It's the first step, right? You've got, you've, got, you've got to break your virginity in that sense. You have to. You just got to go through it. Well, and that's get- awkward. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody I'm in this joking. room has broken the virginity. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wrote a blog on that if someone wants to read about it. So, um, and then here's where you can find associates. First and foremost, I think with social media, you just put the word out, okay? Uh, you just literally every week write a blog post. Sorry, write an ad. Just write it. Just Not write an a, ad. Just say, hey. A, who? So post and say, hey, uh, sell your personality. This is what our office is doing. Wouldn't you want to be here? Blah, blah, blah. Number two, contact all your reps. Whether reps it's from the distribution your reps, yeah. whether it's your implant reps, whether it's your burr reps, I don't care what it is. Or just your drug reps. T- t- drug reps in the medical mm-hmm. world. Uh, let them know because they're in touch with people and they know who's unhappy and happy where they're at. Well, they're, and they're then number three, put an ad out in your local dental society. Okay. Uh, do those things first and then put an ad out in Indeed or whatever it may be. But I think if, or, or headhunters. So if you start with those three things first, I think that's the easiest way. And I, I get really upset when people say, well, I got, I'm, I'm going to start looking in, in like in the summertime. I'm like, just start looking now. Go through the process. Get some reps at doing interviews and stuff like that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I'm ma'am, a big fan of the rep way. Yeah. Because your reps are kind of your partners. Some people don't believe that. They think they're selling them something and they just get frustrated with reps. But I think reps can be your biggest partners because they know your style. They know your office style. They're going to 100 different offices, you know, during their month, right? They know their styles. So they know who's going to jo- a good rep is going to be really good at reading people, right? Sales reps mm-hmm. read people. So if they can read people and they can put you two together, like that is the way to go. Indeed, all the stuff, like, yeah. It's, it's impersonal. Good. No, you need it. You need it because sometimes you can't do it this way. But if you can get a partnership with a really good rep, you are going to do the best service to your practice. You know, Don't you agree? Mm-hmm. I, I think so. Because I think the best people we get are usually through our reps. I really hate going through the impersonal yeah. way. And and I've had a few people say rural is harder. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. One hundred percent. Then you have is. to go out. But then but then but, but you gotta not stop. You gotta not no, stop. But these fa- these forums that you have, you guys are starting yeah. a community. And so that community that you guys no, hold on. The, can no, I? no, no. No, but you both are starting a community and and I feel like three this three D dentist community is a great way to network and say, Hey, you know, do you have a dentist? Do you have someone you know? Do you know any people new graduates? Will move. 
you know, do you know any new graduates? Like we have. We're interviewing somebody to move from San Francisco, hopefully. Yeah. But we have two dental schools right around us, yeah. and some rural people don't. So they can reach out to you. They can reach out to you. They yeah. can reach out. I mean, to that's how community. the young dentist came to the office yesterday. Yeah. His mm-hmm. professor mm-hmm. at the dental school he's at said, "Hey, you should go." Follow. Follow this guy. And so he came over. So can you tell me a little bit about your community that you guys are developing? Yeah. So we're developing a community that's going to be separate from social media uh, where like-minded individuals can come together and share their struggles, share what's going on, and we can engage... Engage in yeah. deeper, deeper, com- deeper conversations, and it'll be kind of more private. I yeah, guess. And, cases, and, I, yeah. and being able to share cases, being able to share three uh, D data like X rays, and mm-hmm. say, "Hey, here's what kind I kind of do study here. clubish, yeah, virtually." And so kind and of like that's a really book what it, club, yeah, on steroids. Yeah, so it's yeah. really. Yeah. I think that's the best way. Yeah. is we should really call it a like, study club. I don't like study club. It sounds so. But no, that's no, what no, dentists no, love. Dentists love study No, it's clubs. not a study club, but it's a it discussion. It is. so nerdy. And, but and no, but it's it's somewhere where, like, look, if a psychiatrist, if we had a group like that, it'd be so fantastic. Physicians Dorcas just don't do that Mueller. good. They might be. But um, <laughs> physicians, I had, I had dentists to, are so cool. No, dentists. Dentists are so cool. It's it's not even that they're cool, but you have a great community. And you yeah. guys actually will share things with each other. And you learn things from each other. Yeah. So to be able to find like-minded people is really hard. Yeah. And so because, you and know. And to I, cut through the norm of the naysayers and the people say, that are saying somewhere that, you, oh, dentistry is so bad right now. I'm like, it's not. It's great. It's always been great. Yeah. Somewhere where people feel safe to fail. Yeah. yeah. Safe to you fail. Know, like exactly. a comfort zone like, where they know, can go where they've had a bad day and reach out and share this and, you know, feel comforted. And or where like, so, 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 so here, here, let me, here's what I would like to say about our, our community. Our country, and this is a little political. You're allowed to. Okay. I mean, we got to do it. We got to. It's going to come out. This, our country has come to a point where we are disdainful about people and their success. And sometimes where people want to be more successful, they're hesitant to put it out there. They're hesitant to ask advice because they don't want to show be, it off. They're, but they're not trying to show it yeah, off, but, but just live their life. Yeah. You know? So we want to create a place where people that are interested in being successful can be safe to talk about what it takes to be successful and how they can be more successful and not worry about hurting other people's feelings and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. That's really what it is. And it's okay to be rich. Like it's not a, it's sorry. I just have to say this too. Like people have made a point. Um, They've said things like, you know, the rich people, the rich people, they're not talking about us. They're talking about these like billionaires, which we are not even, so it's okay. But sometimes it's like, you don't know what's right and what's wrong, you know, because everyone's judging everyone, but like, this is what you want a community for. So you don't feel judged and you can literally open up, open up and say what you got to say. And no one's judging you. And they're saying, Hey, how can I help you succeed? Yeah. You know, let me pick you up, you know? I want to make a comment on the associate real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, associates don't have to be full-time general dentists. Associates can be once a month specialists that come oh, into that your practice. Oh, that would be awesome, yeah. yeah. Or twice a month specialists. You know, we, we got to stop. Had a, uh, you had a dentist who used to come and do root canals, yeah, remember? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I used to have a dentist that used to come in and do extractions and mm-hmm. stuff for me. And uh, so so don't think of associates. Especially or, in small towns. Yeah. That's a really good so way. Don't, and you yeah. can fly people in. Yeah. I mean, I, I know dentists that have, I know some people, and I met a dentist in Wisconsin that used to fly somebody in uh-huh. to their location yeah. to work for a Friday and Saturday and they they it, it was, was worth it. clearly worth it for Honestly, them. Honestly, small towns are where it's at. 
Yeah, yeah. it's where it's at. So um, uh, let's talk. Uh, you have anything, Meredith? Okay. While I put the next thing up, the comment went away. People keep commenting on a shared post. They're what not coming up on our. I can only see a few comments at the time. So I'm having uh, fun I think today. Maybe it did come up. So Michelle, we uh, Brad have to get said, you in next add time. incentive for rural. Yeah. Give them a home to live people, in. Because I can do this. So um, if you are interested in investing in real estate and you buy a multi-family, yes, townhouses mm-hmm. or something, and then you hire a associate, yeah, give them a place to live for a year. Amazing. Add an incentive thinking, as in part of their salary. I like that. Remember, new grads have no money. I'm rural. Oh, I love that. And there's a bunch of retired dentists in my town. That's where I found an associate. That's amazing. But it ideas. is. I Perks. believe the riches are an uh, hour, hour and a half outside of uh, yeah. bigger but cities. But that's a super right. perk, right? Yeah. Like you're kind of helping someone out. Like if I move you to know? Smithfield tomorrow, oh yeah, we could we could Rocky be booming. Mount, we could be booming. Yeah. <laughs> We're booming. Mm-hmm. You know, if we move to Raleigh and open a practice, who's gonna take oh, some yeah. time? All right, you wrote down taxes, Mona. Let's talk about taxes. So you know, why'd you write that down? Because everyone thinks like so. Okay, I'm gonna go with Donald Trump, and I know everyone. Oh my people God. hate him. People love him. Whatever. We I just don't lost care. all our viewers. No, but I literally. <laughs> Millie said, uh, we are the, the poor rich. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but I, yeah, we're the poor rich. But I, okay, so Donald Trump took, he said this in one of his debates. I take advantage of the systems that the people have put up in front of me. So, yes, he may have not paid taxes, but that's what corporations can do. That's so the he rules. didn't do anything. Uh, maybe he did something illegal. I don't care. But my point is, many people use those benefits, and they mm-hmm. don't have to be huge businesses. It's small business. Look, yeah. the cell phone, my cell phone, yeah, my cell phone is paid through my company. <coughs> right? Maybe not the Louis Vuitton case, but yeah, but just he, the phone. it's <laughs> fake. Um, <laughs> but um, it's fake. Don't worry. Is but it's not Izzy fake on the front because of your and this is Izzy, yeah. my employee. She's really cute. She's a psycho. But no, she's not. No, she's amazing. She's a but stalker. Anyways, point is, is that she your will phone. likely stab her one day. My ho phone. Yeah, her ho phone. So basically, our phones are expensed through the company, right? Through an S corp, you can do a lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of that. Like, what are some things that you can kind yeah, of? I try to write off everything. I don't really want I mean, to tell the IRS all the things. No, I'm we doing. don't write off everything. <laughs> that doesn't whatever. sound like a good idea. But there's things you right. can write off. I mean, he, uh, like, I know everyone hates that man. I get it. Okay, not everyone. Not everyone, but <laughs> but but at the same time, I mean, you can learn Probably from people. Probably about fifty-eight percent of the country. No, but you can learn from people, and I'm not talking about 40, Donald Trump. But you can learn 51. from you can f- learn from small business owners, big business owners, yeah. and talk to them, learn from them. You are you are as good as what the people you are, have around you, right? With, so yeah. you've got to ask questions, make friends with people who are doing better than you. Yeah. So if because then you're gonna you're gonna learn, and then you're gonna be able to take that. You know, so keep growing. And so taxes is a huge thing. You just have to learn the different techniques. Like if 1031s go away, which I heard that that might happen, but there will be another loophole. So you just have to keep researching, keep reading. Don't stop. Here's one thing I'll say about, I got a couple of comments on taxes. Mm -hmm. They're somewhat repetitive. But the first thing I will say is don't avoid earning money or doing deals to avoid taxes. Okay, so that's okay. a point that's in actually this. In here. That's actually yeah. a point. So what they say is higher income causes for higher taxes. This is known as the bracket creep. And I have heard this so many times from physicians. 
well, if I take that job or if I do this, I'm going to make more money and then I'll be going to hire more taxes. I'm going to have to pay more taxes. So I'm not going to do it. Well, I think that's stupid. Yeah, I do. So that's my first part of taxes. But I get it at and the same my, time. My second part of taxes is take advantage of the rules legally. Yeah. Maybe even skirt the line of gray. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this S-Corp, right? So you yeah. can have an LLC or S-Corp on the side, your so, side hustle, if you're an associate. I'm yeah. just talking about for an associate. Yeah. Let's say you're an associate. You can still have an S-Corp or LLC, and you can work through that. You, right. can, t- you can be, what, a 1099 so employee. So you can get some yeah. advantages of the right? – uh, it's hard. as a, There's some rules around associates being able to actually be 1099s. But you can have a corporate pass through so that you can write some of your things off, or you can that, moonlight. That's, that's uh, or moonlight, and that's mm-hmm. where you really want want a tax professional to help you with that. So that was my second comment on taxes. My third comment on taxes is is maximize out whatever the government allows or your work allows you to do of tax free savings, oh, tax yeah, deferred absolutely. savings. Okay, so whether that's as simple as your five six thousand dollar IRA. Whether that's as simple as your twelve to nineteen thousand dollar four one k plan, whether it's whatever it is that you have, don't get caught up on these. In my my opinion, these whole life insurance policies and all of these things until you have consistently maxed out your pre your tax deferred savings. But okay? I've heard, and here's why. Here's why. Mm-hmm. Even if you're in a lower tax bracket of let's call it 25 to 30%, every dollar you don't give Uncle Sam, it's a 25% return that you've got. Now, you're going to eventually pay taxes on it. I get that, okay? But let's let your money wor- let's let more of your money work for you sooner and quicker. Can you talk about compound interest? Yeah, so uh, basically compound so, interest. And talk about vehicles of compound interest. <laughs> Sorry, I just have a lot of questions. So I've heard of compound interest. They talk about it. You've yeah. talked about it many times. I want to explain that. Yeah. You know? So compounding interest is basically that your money, $1,000 turns into $1,007 year one. It doesn't turn into $1,014 year two. It actually turns into $1,015 because you earn some money on the $7 as well. And then you're doing this on a monthly basis. When do you double? Uh, so the rule of 72 is to when you double. So if you have uh, a annualized return of 7%, then you'll double a little over every 10 years. If you have an annualized return of 4%, then you'll dover, double by whatever 72 divided by 4 is. That's 18 years. Uh, so that's, that's typically when you'll double. So uh, that's the rule of 72 is when your money will double. And so I, I don't have the uh, statistics in front of me, but if we save... Our IRA money for our kids, the five six thousand dollars that we can do from zero to eighteen, if we put five thousand dollars a year in for our kids, so that's five thousand times eighteen years, that's fifty plus forty, that's ninety thousand dollars that we put in for our children. Okay, if we put ninety thousand dollars in for them, then they will have over a million dollars by the time, time they're, they're age sixty. Sixty. Yeah. yeah. So that ninety thousand dollars turns into a million dollars. So I remember when. But that's I, something we can do too. Yeah. Like I mean, all of us, yeah. right? So. Yeah, we should all be doing that. And so do m- the remember m- that first fancy car I ever bought, Mona? I used to hide it from my parents. Mm-hmm. My dad told me that car cost me a, a lot of money because he said I could have not spent it and put that money away. And your dad also didn't want to buy a house because 
he thought it was stupid because he could live in the motel and you know so <laughs> I mean that, but the, and there's nothing wrong in that but I'm just saying that's the story of every Indian no motel. no no and there's nothing and there's nothing wrong in that but I'm you know you do have to kind of pick and choose sometimes sometimes you're like okay this may actually be okay for yeah. me to spend on so Brad said he would buy the home we're going backwards a little mm. bit mm-hmm. um, with his real estate company and his business would pay the rent to his uh, so his dental office would pay the rent to his real estate business for the associate to live. So it's a write-off. So then it would be a write-off. So think about it. But then it's income on the other end, but there's some rules about how much income you pay. And it might just be mortgage. But it would be a huge incentive for the associate because he would have to be paying the associate, say the rent was $2,000, right? He'd have to be paying the associate like $2,500 because after taxes, Mm. more to be able to pay the rent. So it's kind of a win-win for both of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, nonetheless, he's he's gaining an asset that hopefully appreciates Right, he's going to make him money. So, I don't know. I think, uh, anything else we want to talk about today? Anything? Let's pick maybe one topic Jeff each. said HSA is the best tax advantage asset out there. I don't know. I, I think that uh, I, I very hesitate when people use words like best, because to me, best is what fits into someone's plan. Yeah. And uh, that, that would that, mean you'd have to go to the doctor where they stick you with the needles, you know, where you don't like to go. Yeah, like I went there. I got my second shot. Yeah, right but here. you were supposed to go get your blood checked. Um. Was I supposed to take it off? <laughs> it wasn't like a big. I want to know. I want to know where it is so I can identify. Uh, my husband response. said that he tried to get me to live in a camper, but I also wasn't having. Oh, that's it. a little extreme. No, it's not. None extreme. of that stuff is extreme. Those little. are very smart. Hey, look, can you, you see it. me living? No, in she. Yeah, made it. I could. And you know what? You'd be richer right now. You know. Okay. I could also live in your basement or my parents' basement. We did. You could live here, and I wouldn't on. even notice it. I've got a question. This was. This is something. What is the you difference? Get one, you get one topic to talk about. I know, about. and I'm going to say it right now. So what's the difference between rich and wealth? Mm. Does anyone know? I can tell you. I don't know what. I don't know the technical answer. I would say we're rich right now, but not wealthy. So I think rich is, um, I don't know, even, like, there is a difference. Wealth is generational, I think, and rich is just now. Well, I will argue that so we're rich, rich because we make mo- we're only rich because we're working. But if we stopped that's what working, I mean, generational. Right. We, if we stopped working, we'd stop being. So rich. So we're not wealthy. Wealthy would be generational that wealth that your money makes money for you. Well, not even. Ge- I think of generational as what you're leaving. But in other words, like, yeah. like for example, my dad is in a sense wealthy because if, when he stops working, his so motels, money keeps coming. So his example. motels are going to continue yeah. to provide him. Some type of revenue. So example. Some type of income. So. Well, not you because. Him. Him. Yeah. So my parents always looked super rich because they went on fancy vacations Mm -hmm. and we had nice jewelry and we had beautiful house and we had fancy cars, you know. Um, But that he made he made a good income. My mom made a good income. We never wanted for anything. But he looked rich, whereas some of my uncles didn't spend that kind of money worked all the time whatever and they may be more on the wealthy side does that make sense i mean my mom and dad did well and they're probably they saved a lot and so they're fine no one's no one's struggling but what i'm saying is there's people who well they put the money to work for them instead of spending yes. money right on so they, but they didn't travel africa. and they didn't, yes but yeah. we went to south africa right so but honestly i'm okay with that also you know what I mean? I'm okay with that. Yeah. I want to do a little mix of both. You met my dad you know? and his brother. His brother lives on the farm in Nashville, never moved, lives there. Nashville, Tennessee? He's North probably got Carolina. tons under his mattress, you know? Tons and tons. Yeah. My dad bought mm-hmm. boats and mm-hmm. cars and houses. 
But I don't think my girls. dad regretted it. No. You have three I mean? girlfriends? <laughs> yes. So stupid. But you anyways. You had three girls. Didn't you did so hear that, Michelle? Might, do, as, might as well have. I do think we find a happy medium because I do believe in experiences. Yeah. I think experiences right. Memories. are big. Yeah. And I think this new generation, you guys, yeah. are into experiences. That's yeah. one of the big things. You uh, There's actually a small house movement. You right. know, people don't tiny want Tiny houses. Be, not, I want to buy some tiny houses. Not my new quite property. campers. No, but not people. quite campers. Yeah. But people don't want I a house get a sh- like this. I want to get some she sheds. Okay, yeah. you know what this is? This is a money pit. This is a liability. My house is a money pit. Yeah. 100% And if I were to do it again, I'd probably buy a smaller house. I think we can put it on the market tomorrow. I know. We're not going to. Because <laughs> my children are here and they're comfortable. But if, let's say, we were They disappear in this place. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is quiet and nice. But but point, what I'm trying to say is that like, if I were to do this again, this was a poor investment. Yeah, one hundred percent. A home is a poor. We should I believe be living, a home is a poor investment. No, I mean we should live in a smaller home, simple, and then guess what? How much we'd have in the bank? You know what I mean? So you can look super rich, but are you wealthy? You know what I mean? And wealthy is something that you do want to strive for because your children are taken care Warren of. Warren Buffett drives an old pickup truck. Okay, that's a little extreme. He also like lives in the same house. Yeah, so. and like yeah, that just I don't want that kind of money. Yeah, so I'm okay, but I do want. What's it called? Um, Mona, you play the lottery. Clearly, you want that kind of money. Sometimes I play the lottery. I mean, it's a yeah. million dollars. Yeah. Um, but I didn't win. Um, safety or like security is yeah. what I want. I want my children to be secure. I want to be secure. Um, I want to not have to go to work. Right. I, I want to choose to choose. go to work. Yeah. He wants I, to live I, the resort okay. lifestyle. To be and honest. And work when he wants. Yeah. But all of us here including yeah. Michelle, we love what we do, yeah. you know? We want we, to work, but we, we want to choose. I wouldn't not work. If I right. won that billion dollars, yeah. I would not not I'd show work. up to work the next day. I'd yeah. still show up to work the next day because work We'd be gives doing me free hybrids everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> hybrid here, hybrid there. Everybody yeah, gets a hybrid. Yeah, I didn't get paid yeah. on time, and I still came to work. <laughs> but it, it, he does that sometimes. He forgets to do <laughs> payroll. But, no, he, he pays everyone. He um, pays everyone. Don't but, worry. <laughs> but to be honest, like, I really do think that – um, we're working so we can have the security. Yeah. And, but we also are working because we absolutely love what we do. Mm-hmm. I'll add one thing to what you said. I think when you make more money, when you invest money, you buy real estate, you support the overall economy. So when we bought this investment home tomorrow. But not this. No, but even this one, but an investment home, we will support a landscaper. We will support a pool company. We'll support, you know, somebody that comes and cleans the house. So, and and we will make money on it. Oh, I thought you were cleaning the house. Yeah, right. I don't clean my own, my (laughs) own room, much less my house. So I, I took away something from this because it's kind of related to me. I, it said, I recommend young people to seek work for what they will learn more than what they will earn. Um, that's very true. look down the road at what skills they want to acquire before choosing a specific profession before getting trapped in the rat race. So I think a lot of times people think of like plumbing and like, you know, those types of things. And I did go to college and all that. And then I became an intern mm-hmm. and worked at the office, but that's and I kind of went backwards, mm-hmm. but because I went backwards to you go forward. forward, you go slow down yeah. to become, to go faster. Yeah. To, and my mom, her yeah. famous saying is, you can have fun now yeah. or you can have fun for the rest of your life. Yeah. And she used to irritate me like nobody's business when she said it because I just wanted to have fun. Yeah. But she said, you can have fun now. Madonna, sh- Madonna. Short, <laughs> Madonna, Shadonna. No more Madonna, <laughs> Shadonna. <laughs> but 
she said you can have fun now or you can have fun for, for the rest of your life. life. And I say that to my patients. I say that to my children. I say that to everyone because it's so true. Yeah. You know, so really, and that's basically what this book mm-hmm. is saying. Like, yeah. you know what? Sometimes you have to work for free. Sometimes you have to volunteer yeah. and you have to get the experience. Yeah. You know, it's I not about say, the money. Liz, why are you so nice? Why is everyone so nice to me? Besides the fact that I cleaned up after <laughs> everybody. I'm like, why are you so nice to me? She's like, you're going to be my boss one day. Isn't that amazing? Uh-huh. So you should be proud of yourself. Yeah. That people saw that drive. Yeah. You know? And, um, yeah. So it's not about, like, working at the hospital. I make more money working at home, working at the office. But it's not about the money. Yeah. You know? So here's my takeaway from the book. Um, is that... Uh, that you read. That is that... <laughs> is that... Sorry, I have to... My takeaway from the book is, is that is that you are a little bit of all of it. I'm a I I have a become a little bit more po- poor dad mentality. Uh, it is at, a mentality as uh, as is, I've yeah. made it more is. as I've made more it's money. It's not a state. It's a mentality. As I've gotten more comfortable in life, I've become a little bit more of a poor dad mentality because I've allowed the busyness mm-hmm. of everything around me to lose sight of the big picture, which is to not have to work, to choose to work. So I'm making the commitment that I will put X dollars away every month and I will allow, I will get people around me who will help put my money to work for me. And for me, that happens to be my wife. Uh, But for you, you may say, hey, I don't know the first thing about real estate. I don't know the first thing about this. You can partner with people. You can learn from people. People want to help you be successful. You know, um, I, I remember talking to a guy that used to build commercial real estate, and I had lots of questions for him, and he was so happy to tell me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, people are so and nice. People, we were talking yeah. about this the other day. Yeah. And so I think there's, there's no shortage of the ability to learn, and there's no shortage of the ability to be an investor with smart people because there are people, people want to teach. There are people that want that need money, not yeah. because they're poor, but they want to they want to buy a fifteen million dollar hotel, and they need fifteen people to put a hundred grand in, you know, or whatever it may be yeah. to pool money together. Uh, so that would be one point five million dollars. Yeah, but no, that's but what oh, you need oh, for the okay, down payment, down payment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, or you know whatever it is. Maybe they have a million and a half. Okay, and they it. need some more money, yeah. right? So uh, so don't let your Lack of knowledge or your whatever it is, stop yourself. But I uh, also think that they also think these same people, these successful people, they actually want to help because it gives them purpose too. Because yeah. it's not all about the, the money. money. That's what I was thinking. You like know? they want to mentor they these people. To. We were talking about that. I was saying Taylor was asking somebody he used to work for for help on who's his competitor uh, in a sense, right, right? On a hardscape or something. And you and I said, you know, everyone who's used to work for my dad still goes to him about stuff in a profession he's not even in anymore. And you said everyone who works for your dad still goes to yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And you were like, they love that. Yeah. That fulfills them, right? They don't need. They don't need the money. They're older. They don't. Well, it's not even they don't want to go out to the job they and just wanna, do it. They want to share. That what makes them learned. so proud that these people yeah. that used to work for them still value what they taught them. The right? first step to getting a mentor is to ask somebody to give you some yeah. advice. What are they going to say? No. Most of them will say yes. Yeah. Probably ninety percent of ninety five percent of them yeah. will say yes. And and you got to make it easy for them to help you. And honestly, yeah. one thing in this country that we need to be better of is talking to our elders. You know, yeah. asking them questions, to, you know, learning from their mistakes because they can teach us things. And I think a lot of times, you know, our parents, our grandparents, they just get kind of like put aside. But we really can talking to them. 
makes them happy and you learn. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Well, everybody. Do you want to introduce the book we're going to oh, be? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me do that. Thank you, Meredith. Yeah. I knew I had you for a reason. Yeah. Book we're going to be reading. Uh, they can't see it. It's a little glary. There we go. Our book. Are you guys ready? Drum roll. Uh, who picked this one? Mona, you picked it? Yeah. Meredith picked oh, it. Oh, Meredith picked yeah. it. So Together, we yeah. picked it. We're a team. Okay. We're a team. So for, the, al- for, always. <laughs> for the month of February, because we'll do this, Michelle will schedule it and put it out. We are going to read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. And then I will encourage you to purchase the book or get it on Kindle. Audible. Audible's fantastic. Audible, Kindle, paperback, hardback, Barnes. I'll encourage you to buy it from your local bookstore. You could rent it from your library. Or you can go to the library and potentially get COVID buying it. (laughs) I don't know if they're open right now. But we want to do Atomic Habits. <laughs> I promise you within a few months, it'll be my turn to pick a book and we'll pick a dental book. Oh, we're going to read Paul Homily. I, I, had, I grew up on Paul Homily. Remember oh. when we got married? I was like young, so I grew up with it. We might read Pascal Magne, Anterior already, Restorations. We've already read all these. I'll be skipping I've that. We've Michelle will sit here. I'm not uh, going to read anterior restoration. I'm okay. kidding. We're not going to do okay. that. But okay. So just so, because my wife <laughs> is, God knows what ma- medication she's on. <laughs> we're going to be doing Atomic <laughs> Habits for the month of February. And we'll be back the first, first week of March. And we'll be talking about Atomic Habits. And I have to say, we had a really good time. I hope you all had a good time. I hope someone watched. Um, and I think a lot of people made comments, so they must have watched. But if there's a book that you're interested in, write in the comments. If you have questions about this book or you know even the, any book, write them in the comments. It helps us have a good discussion. If you know the author yeah. of these books, we'd love to have the author on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and if you want to be on, you can be on. Yeah, we can have so you call can, in. Yeah, that would actually be really fun. So yeah, if you want to be on. we're to try to make on, that happen. I, I know how to do that. We'll do a, yeah. a Microsoft Teams. So if you want to be on the Atomic Habits one, please let us know. Brad asked if he gets CE for this. You don't, <laughs> but if you come to Raleigh to join us for a 3D dentist course, I can give you CE. And join their community. <laughs> yeah. Bye, <laughs> everybody. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.